people were just dropping into my DMs, asking to work with me, doing all these things. And I hadn't really done anything different. I was still creating the content. I was still being visible. And my friend messaged me and she was like, Beck, what the fuck are you doing? Like, please tell me. I said to her, I was like, honestly, I'm embodying what I am selling. If you're ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment, well, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Helena Grace Donald, and I'm a money mindset expert, success, and business coach. But really, all you need to know is that I am obsessed with helping women feel safe and in total flow around money. So let's do this. And welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. And do I have a juicy interview for you today with such a powerful light in this world, Rebecca Hayden. And we had such a fun conversation because I love it when I get to chat with people who have I have a real beautiful friendship and connection with because Rebecca actually was in my program last year and we became fast friends and we actually have a very similar story when it comes to pre-entrepreneurialship which we'll get into and we totally vibe on the same level and have very similar thoughts ideas and feelings around different aspects of business and today we really really dive into the topic of visibility and what that even means and how important a specific way of being visible is when it comes to truly creating the expansive results that you desire in your business in so many different ways. But of course, that has a knock-on effect massively on sales and on revenue and on becoming a magnet to the client and customers that you truly want and truly desire. And we talk a lot about this in depth in maybe a way that you haven't heard being talked about before. But before we dive into all of that, let me just share a little bit more about Rebecca. So she is a mindset coach. She has a master's in hypnotherapy and NLP, and she guides her clients to rewire their subconscious thoughts to create powerful behavioral changes so that they can really step into their business goals and embrace their inner superpower. And her real passion and specialization focuses on helping female entrepreneurs create unstoppable confidence so they can show up online as themselves and create more visibility in their business. And of course, create all of the results and experience all of the results that come from that. So without further ado, grab a cup of tea or keep doing what you're doing wherever you are in this world and join us for this beautiful, soulful conversation. Welcome Rebecca Hayden to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. This has been a long time coming, but we're here and she is live from Australia. (laughs) Welcome. Good morning. Morning. I am like so excited right now. I've literally been waiting for this all week. Amazing. How are you feeling this morning? How's your week going? I'm feeling really good. Week has been so unbelievably abundant in the business this week. It has just been just an absolute pleasure to be in the business. You know, when you have one of those weeks where it just feels so good, everything that's going on feels so good. That's the week I'm in at the moment. So I love that. And I love that feeling. And I love when you get into that juicy flow and you can just feel it like things are clicking, Mm. things are manifesting and you're showing up as your best self. So I love that for you. You know, I'm like one of your biggest cheerleaders. Um, And just a bit of (laughs) backstory, Rebecca was in um, Money Mindset Magic last year and somebody that I have just the biggest vision for. And it's so amazing to watch you fully owning the value and the power that you have as a coach and just as an energy force in this world. So before we get into all of the juiciness and we talk on a very deep level about visibility and showing up online, 
Let's just share with the listeners a bit of a backstory. Who you are, where do you come from, <laughs> and all the stuff in between. <laughs> where do you go? <laughs> where do you go? That's the, that's the third one. <laughs> Um, So as you can tell, I am originally from the UK. I moved to Australia in 2019 with me and my boyfriend literally just packed up. Um, I tell the story of one suitcase and 1000 pounds, but it literally was that story and Mm -hmm. moved to Australia, which probably was the best decision I have ever made. It was the scariest decision I've ever made, but it truly was the best decision. Um, before that, I was actually a professional performer. So I was dancing since I was three years old. Um, it was all I ever wanted to do. Big dreams of being in the West End and doing tours, etc. And I went to stage school, got an agent and I did work professionally, but my mental health suffered so much. Um, I know, Helena, you can vouch for how hard it is to be in the performing space. Um, and I walked away, mm-hmm. but it was the best decision I'd made. I felt like a massive value failure at the time, but I'm just so glad that I did it because it's really brought me to where I am today. Mm, oh my God. We could talk a lot. We, let's talk a little bit about that actually, because I think it does yeah. even play into, it does even play into visibility because we actually have very similar mm-hmm. stories. Um, obviously like when I first came out to LA, I had two suitcases, not one, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> two suitcases and 2,000 pounds. <laughs> I don't even know if I had 2,000 pounds, to be honest, actually. Um, but I had a lot of dresses in that second suitcase. Love <laughs> That's that. all I yeah. know. I was like planning all the, the outfits that I'd wear on the red carpet, all the things in between. And yeah. Um, best decision ever absolutely to come out here um, and it's actually been a huge part of my story and it's been a huge part of your story and I have nothing but gratitude actually for that start mm. that I had in life in the acting industry and what it taught me and the lessons I learned from it there's a lot of inner work involved in the acting industry so that really supported me in the work that I'm doing now but interestingly Obviously, as an actor, you are very visible. You are on camera and or and both on stage and in LA, you're going to auditions and walking into rooms and meeting people that you've never met before and having to cry on cue and like open yeah. up your freaking heart and soul and all of that stuff in between. And I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Freaking love it. Still a part of me. But interestingly, then going into being a business owner and showing up online as myself. Oh, very different thing. Huge. Totally yeah, different huge. thing. <laughs> what was that like for you? It was really weird. And I do speak about this a lot, actually. It's one of the defining moments that I speak about in the business because I think, again, like you play a character and you know, a lot of people say to me, but you know, you're visible and it comes easy to you because you were a performer and you can perform, which, you know, absolutely. Yes. Like I can perform on cue, like give me anything you need me to do and I will do it because I've had that, you know, experience in it, but I've never stood on stage being Rebecca Hayden, like ever, you know, every single time I was playing Lucille Frank in parade, I was, um, a swing in Tommy, like every single time I was, a different person who had lines. They gave me lines. They gave me songs. I had a different outfit on. Usually I didn't have the same hair that I have. And so I was very much (laughs) the persona of someone. So to come on and be like, okay, so all my life I've pretended to be someone else. um, And now I'm me. So what the hell does that look like? And I remember having that real internal battle with trying to not perform and actually just trying to be me. It was very, very difficult for me to be like, oh, I have to perform as this coach now. And I was like, no, like you are just Rebecca Hayden, the coach, rather than this performance. So that was huge for me. Mm -hmm. What were some of the beliefs and feelings and stuff that came up for you as you transitioned into that? Obviously, you're starting to shift out of the acting space. You're going to the online space. I also want to hear about even what inspired that because I know you're super passionate about the modalities that you use and the hypnosis, but I think it's just really important for people to hear the behind the scenes of that stickiness that we have to mm. go through. Like, Because I think people see you or maybe they see me showing up, showing up in their stories or posting online and it seems like being visible maybe comes 
easily to us on some level. And I actually want people to really know we've all been there. We're all going through it and what it looks like to move through those feelings of fear as well. I think the biggest one for me, and I think this again was a massive, massive belief that I took on during performing is that I am constantly being judged. It was just something that I believed. And I believed it so much because in the performing arts industry, like that's exactly what's happening. You know, I used to go to three, four, five auditions a week and you would stand there and there was a panel of people who judged how you sang, how you acted, how you danced. Um, And it was very much like that is what it is. You know, you are there to be judged whether you are right or wrong for the part. Um, And obviously lots of other things of who you know and all of that other stuff that comes in with performing arts. But um, but I think for me, it was how do I become Becky? And it was I actually think I almost went through a bit of a like, who am I? Like, I actually don't know who I physically am because I've never had time to look at who that is because I've always been too busy being someone else and actually feeling really, really safe with being someone else. You know, like putting up that mask or putting on the mask, putting on the makeup of of another character means that I didn't have to look at who I was. And actually that was really safe for me. Um, So when I did get into coaching, it was very much about me finding actually who I am and being able to go, right, Beck, who is, you know, everyday Beck, who hangs around with friends, Beck, who spends time with Dan Beck, like, how do I bring her into my coaching? And I think one of the things that I really pride myself on now is that when clients come onto a discovery call with me, they're like, oh my God, you're exactly how you are online as you are on the call. And I think that is such a powerful thing because I think people believe that they have to be this persona and then they meet them and they're like, wait, you, you're nothing like you are online. So mm. I think for me, it was how I can be the same me offline as online. And yeah, it was, it was a, it was a bumpy road. <laughs> <laughs> I love that being the same you online as you are offline, which is obviously completely different to what we're doing when we play a character and we go into makeup and we go into wardrobe. And we, we say someone else's lines. In fact, I was just thinking about you the other day. This is so off topic, but here we go. This is what today's (laughs) going to be like. Um, I was driving down like Sunset Boulevard here in LA and there were these big billboards and they had like actors on them, obviously who are quite well known and they're advertising their series or their new movie. And I was looking at these billboards and I was looking up at them driving happier than I've ever been in my freaking life and thinking wow, that's what I used to strive for. I used to think that that was what I wanted and that was what I needed to feel like I was making it, to feel like I was successful and all the things in in between. Mm -hmm. It was like, have your face on a billboard. If you get to that level, like you're doing something right. (laughs) And the thing is, I look at those things now and I think, yeah, but they are having to speak someone else's lines. They Mm -hmm. are having to speak somebody else's message. That role has been written for them. And there was always that disconnect for me because I wanted to speak what was on my freaking heart. I want to share what my passion is with the world, what my my message is for this world. And how freaking badass is it that in today's world, every single one of you listening to this, you, Rebecca, me, Rebecca, we have the power to share our freaking message with the world, whether we're on a freaking billboard or not. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't need that anymore. I'm here for this. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on another level. It's like five cups of tea in. It's, today is the day, that, you know, I'm like I'm deep it. in podcasting today. So yes. <laughs> like, isn't that so true? Like we mm. have that power now to be mm. that visible without needing someone else to give us permission to do it. Yeah. And it is the permission. And I think that's why I always felt so trapped because, and I've come to know this, um, you know, nothing externally gives you the things that you think you're going to get because every single time, you know, even when I landed my first professional job, um, really weird because I found out when I was um, at work, I was a picker and packer, guys. Like, this is where I was at. You know, I used to pick, yeah. like, literally in a shop, like, pick things, pack them, and send them. Like, that's what I was doing with my performing arts industry, like, you know, just to get some Wait, money. What? <laughs> 
oh, this is your side job. Okay. I'm like, I've never heard of this in the film industry. (laughs) (laughs) No, like genuinely just, you know, just a random business. Okay. Yeah. And I got the email through from my agent and I remember like I was literally in the back, like packing this package and I was sobbing, like I was sobbing so hard, but I wasn't allowed to tell anyone. I couldn't tell work or anything like that because it's very much under wraps when you, you know, usually first land the gig. And, and I was just like, oh my God, I've, I've got my first professional job. And is that it? Like, is that it? And like, I remember having that feeling and even through rehearsals and the show and everything. And to be honest, now I know, and I look back, I sabotage myself so much in that process. Um, you know, like getting in with the wrong crowd and not doing as well as I could. And, you know, there was a couple of times that I got upset because other people got picked over me and all of that sort of stuff. And it was just such a weird, like, this is me reflecting for the first time, by the way, right here, right now. Um, but it was just so weird because I, thrived and strived since I was three years old to get a professional job. And I got the job and it still wasn't enough. And I think that was for me that first moment where I was like, is this really truly going to give me what I want, what I'm craving, what I'm searching for? And it was after that job that I walked away. Wow. So what is it that you really truly crave? What lights you up? What is your through line? (sighs) You know, for me, I have three words that I stick by. It's entertaining. Like I love to entertain. I've always been the friend that I just want to make everyone laugh and I want everyone to have a good time and it just to be, you know, fun and enjoyable. So I I love to entertain and that will, that's like in my blood. Um, But I also love more than anything to inspire. And I think because I run from those two words within my business, um, I do have educate as well. But again, that comes as part of having a business online. But the, the kind of inspiring for me is I've always been the person who has such an impact on a lot of other people. And I never really liked saying it because I always thought it made me sound like big headed. But, you know, I always if we were in school and I was in a mood like my teacher would take me to the side and be like, Becky, can you can you sort yourself out? Because you're literally bringing everyone else down, please. Like <laughs> every time, <laughs> you know, and, you know, that's probably not the right thing to do. But I had such an impact on other people. and I think the performing wasn't giving me that. Like I could have an impact with how people felt in the musical, but it wasn't just from me. That was from everyone else in the cast, the stage, the show, the music. Whereas now I get to do that by myself and I just freaking love that. Oh, can I swear on here? Yeah, it's the Girl Unfiltered podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um, but yeah, so I think for me, One of my biggest values is freedom. It always has been, um, but I never really knew what that looked like. I found out what that looks like for me since being in Australia, I think more than anything. Um, But it's the freedom to do what the hell I want to do. Like that's what I was after, really. Yeah. And obviously not needing anyone to give you permission to do it either, which comes with being an actor. Yeah. Okay. So you said something really, really key here that we should definitely dive into. And it's about this idea of being, being the you online that you are offline, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Is that what you like? You're bringing yourself your, to your visibility and to your marketing. I know that that doesn't come easy for everyone. And I have uh, even on reflection for myself, it has actually genuinely taken me up until probably the last two, two and a half years to fully own that and to fully let myself be my full, vibrant, sometimes not so vibrant self, the kind of person that speaks really woo-woo and, you know, can be a little bit weird, but also all the things in between online. Like that wasn't, I didn't just wake up starting my business and feeling that. I'm sure you didn't either. So what are some of those blocks and, and beliefs and all the things in between that you see holding women back from feeling safe, being able to do that? I think, well, I think for me, like one of the biggest things that I see is the fear of judgment. Like that is one thing that comes up again and again and again and again with with pretty much every one of my clients that I work with and to be honest myself right at the beginning um and I think we see a lot it's so funny I had this conversation there is so many limiting beliefs that I have busted from the school nativity I don't know when you know we all had this bad experience with the school nativity <laughs> 
but it always goes back to to around that time. <laughs> so you mean like you have worked with so many clients where we always go back to the belief beginning during the school nativity. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. Oh my god. Um yeah, so like it just makes me laugh because there's been so many times where I have busted beliefs around wanting to be seen and feeling safe to be seen and it usually goes back to we've tried to say something in class or we tried to say lines in the in the nativity and something's happened and there's been a lot of people with eyes on you and emotionally that was really hard for you or something went wrong or people laughed that made you believe that you can't be you saying the things that you want to say at that time. Um, You know, a lot of the times I, if I just think of like the people who I've worked with, like it's, you know, things that girls have said to them in the playground, it's, um, you know, their dad telling them to be seen and not heard. It's um, the nativity, like that comes up so often, like school plays, anything like that. I really do believe that There are so many limiting beliefs and obviously we do take our biggest imprint on during the ages of zero to seven anyway. Um, And there's so many times where we have those experiences as children. And at the time you're like, oh, I messed up my words. I'll cry now. And, you know, then it's all over and you get a chocolate. But you take that on. And I think that just, you know, makes people believe that they can't then say that and they've carried it into adulthood, which is, I know, something you work with as well. Absolutely. I'm literally going through all the nativity plays from my childhood in my mind right now. I mean, I went, I definitely went through that. And it's funny because I even went on to become an actress, but actually acting class was the most vulnerable place for me in high school. Yeah. It was awful (laughs) because I wanted to express myself and I had this innate like acting ability and it was what lit me the frick up. Mm-hmm. And any time that I, 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 what's the right word? Like stepped outside of the confines of how you should behave as a teenage girl, not to my teachers. I'm talking about to the other teenage girls in my class. Mm-hmm. The moment mm-hmm. I did something a little out there or I actually let myself be heard or I let myself shine in any way, it was snickers behind my back all the time. Every time. Mean comments yeah. that would leave the acting class like all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. And it was really, that was really tough. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm definitely, absolutely, if I had not done the inner work later on, when I started to get visible um, in my business and put myself online, like I genuinely had a panic attack. I've said the story before because... I was so terrified of the teenagers in school. I was still living like with that experience in my subconscious mind. I was so terrified of them hearing that I had written a book that I Mm. physically had a panic attack. And I know that you come across so many women who are holding onto those feelings and those beliefs too. And I, I would just love for you to speak into them. If anyone is going through this or knows that they are holding parts of themselves back because of those past experiences, how can we support them right now? Yeah, I love that. And I think it's, you know, for me supporting it, I think the awareness is some is something that I always start mm-hmm. with. So having the awareness, you know, you might be listening to this podcast and not have thought about you playing the sheep in that school nativity for 20, 30, yeah. 40 years, you know what I mean? Um, but but actually having the awareness um really starts to bring it to life as in we can really start to look for the actual positive learnings from that event and that's you know one of the tools that we use um that I use in the business um but I think the awareness is definitely where I would begin so if you do have a limiting belief maybe just grab a pen and paper write it at the top of your paper and go if I was to subconsciously know where this belief came from and if it was safe for me to get rid of it today you know, how old was I? What was it? And you might not necessarily know the event. You might not go back to that, you know, snap event, but there's definitely going to be feelings and something around it. And then you can start to go, okay, so maybe now I know the event. What are the positive learnings that I can take from that? How can I let go of that? What do I need to know? Or what do I need to say to my younger self in that moment to, to let go of that? You know, I know I, I played Mary in the school nativity. Um, of course. 
Um, but it did I remember. Too, of course. But that's one of my traumas. That's one of my freaking traumas because, well, I'm I'm using the word trauma very uh, melodramatically yeah. here, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I got cast as Mary, the first ever nativity play I was in. And I thought, oh my God, this is it. Like that was where my, my probably love for acting was born. The next year I got cast as the shepherd and I had no lines oh, and I was God. miserable. And I was so, <laughs> I was like, I've been screwed over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, even for me, like I know like this is ridiculous, but genuinely for those who are listening, like this is where your limiting beliefs are coming from sometimes. Um, you know, and we're holding on to things and not allowing our business to grow because of the school freaking nativity. Like let's do the thing that we need mm-hmm. to do to get rid of it. And, you know, for me, the reason why I say the school nativity is because actually I was cast as Mary and I was in the library at the time. Like I genuinely remember this so clearly. And as I walked back in um, with the guy who was playing Joseph, everyone was sitting in a circle and the teacher was like, oh, Becky, you're Mary. And one of the girls was, oh, of course she is. That was the response. So, you know, for me, it was almost like, and this is, I know something that we speak about um, within my mindset all the time is that, you know, I do want to shine. I do want to be Mary. <laughs> I do want to be, you know, huge. I, I want to be that well-known coach or, you know, whatever that is in this industry. And because of those thoughts and feelings that, oh, I got Mary. Oh, of course she did. I'm always like, oh, well, I can't shine now. Or am I not allowed to, to shine? Am I not allowed to get Mary? Like, so I took that on as well. You know, it happens to all of us. And I'm sure you don't mind me sharing that some of the work we did as well was also with that, I should play small to not make others feel bad as yeah. well. Huge one for me, that was. But then how do these beliefs then show up when it comes to somebody who is running a business, who maybe already has themselves online, they already have the social media channels, but they're not in their full magnetic state. How do these beliefs and these past experiences block you in your business and in your, in your even financial freedom? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, for me, it was, well, if we go back to, it was definitely plain small. Um, I held myself back on actually sharing the message that I wanted to share. Um, for a long time, when I first started my business, I was like, oh, I need to say this because this is going to get me liked, or this is going to get me clients. And this is how I need to come across. Um, which kind of goes back to the acting thing. Like I was almost acting into that. Um, and from doing the inner work and again, like, yes, it does start within and we are the biggest advocates for that, but actually taking the action as well. And I think that's what happens with visibility is that you can do the work, but then it's actually taking the action to make it a thing that you do. I go on about consistency all the time. And I think visibility is a huge thing that you have to be consistent with because if it doesn't come to you second nature, then you have to be consciously competent at it before you can do it without thinking. Um, so definitely kind of stopping me from playing big, stopping me from putting myself out there, stopping for asking for the sale. Um, anything that basically makes your business grow was the things that I wasn't doing because of the limiting beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. And you just said something there that I'm like resonating with. The consistency and the taking of the action is is mm. just it's just everything. It is so important. And so I know that people want to run away from that. And I think that people want to, I don't know how to phrase this, <laughs> that maybe they can hide behind something or that there's some kind of easy way out. And they try to meander around really what the basic thing is, which is it, in order for your business to grow, it requires people seeing you <laughs> and seeing you on mm-hmm. a consistent basis for so many different reasons. So For that person who knows I'm not fully standing in the embodiment of that, or I'm not being consistent with that, or I'm not really showing up in the visible way that I could, what advice would you have for them? And I know that that's a loaded question, so I apologize in advance. That's okay. (laughs) How many days have we got? (laughs) Um, No, I I think think more than anything, it is creating and setting yourself up for success. And I think 
as well is there's a couple of things that I'll go into. I'll say them all first and then I'll go into each. Um, is actually knowing that you're not going to show up once and have like 50 people drop into your DMs. Like it's not a one-time thing where you're like, okay, today is the day I'm going to go on stories. You go on stories and then not one person votes on your poll. And that makes you give up. I see it time and time and time again. And, you know, doing it once is not going to make it work. Like you have to be consistent with it. And just like you said, then Helena, you know, we have to be seen in our business. And okay, if you're listening to this and you are selling products and it has nothing to do with who you are, but to be to be honest, even when people are buying products from you, not even packages or coaching, they still want to know who's made it. They still want to know who's been part of the process. And quite frankly, if you are a coach, like I'm going to be, I'm going to call you out here. But if you, if you do have a business where that person is investing in you, it's not just the transformation that you give them. They're investing in you. If they've never seen you before, how the hell are they going to know if they want to work with you? How the hell are they going to know if you get on? You know, there's people who come onto my Instagram and go, wow, she is too much. I don't want to work with her. And I'm like, good. I don't want those people. But there's people that come onto my profile and they're like, hell yes, I need to be in this girl's energy. But the only way that they get those feelings is from seeing you and you showing up. So you can see how passionate I am about this, but I really do think it's such an important part of your business. And we're not here to hide behind Canva quotes anymore. I mean, we can still have a Canva quote. I love that. (laughs) I still love a Canva quote, but we need to see your face. Yeah, absolutely. And for so many reasons that we'll dive into, but I just really love that you highlighted the fact that just because somebody didn't drop into your DMs or vote on your poll from the one story when you did show up doesn't mean that you stop doing the consistent, Mm -hmm. taking the consistent actions because I do show up and I am visible pretty much every single day other than the weekends. And I still have to do that. Like I could still put out, I have a, I have a grown my following and I can still put out, you know, an opportunity to work with me, whatever that opportunity might be. I still know I got to talk about that. Like yeah, multiple days. That's okay. That's important. And it's not coming from a salesy or inauthentic way. It's always leading from with integrity. But if they don't see me, if they don't know my energy, same with you, if they don't know what is available, how the frick are they going to buy? How are they going to know what they're even investing into? And so we have to also release that stigma of actually talking about your offerings. (laughs) Yes, I say this so many times. And I think more the reason why I do say this is because like I literally did not talk about my set like my services at at all. And I think I genuinely think that you called me out on it. I feel like you did. Ooh, probably. Probably (laughs) like one of the calls. And you were like, but Becky, like, you know, have you said how people can work with you? And I was like, um, no. Like people are not mind readers, (laughs) guys. (laughs) Like, and I was saying this to my client yesterday. We have to make sure that when people come onto our Instagram profile, that they know who we are, what we're like, and what they can buy from us within five seconds, because people are very quick to move on, um, to not, you know, we're very lazy when it comes online. If you've got more than two clicks that they need to do to book a discovery call, they ain't going to be booking a discovery call. You know, there's things that we can do that make it so easy for people to to book in or to you know ask a question etc and i think we sometimes this might be what's happening potentially maybe you sabotage yourself and you're like hmm subconsciously you're like i'm going to make this as hard as possibly can for anyone to buy my things because then i don't have to ever talk about it yes you know mm. like I, and i do see that playing out um but talking about your services, that was a massive game changer for me. And like, I will, I talk about my services every day and I never feel like I'm selling because I do it in a way that I teach my clients. I call it the value sandwich. I do it in a way that you, that you are giving value all the time, but just saying, you know, well, with this value, this is what I can help you on. And and coming across in a way where you don't have to feel salesy, but quite frankly, we are allowed to sell because if we're not selling, this is a hobby. Like we're here just all having a good time if we're not selling. 
you know, it's not a business. And I think that's just so important to know and to, to be aware. Mm. I love what you said as well about people being able to know exactly what you do and what your energy more importantly mm. is like, as soon as they come across whatever it is that you do, whether it's your Instagram, I don't know, Facebook, your podcast, you want it. God, I'm going to sound so cliche right now. I'm making myself cringe. You want it to have a vibe. There, ne- <laughs> have the vibe. <laughs> there, there needs to be a vibe because when it comes to sales and when it comes to business growth and expansion, people are investing in you, hands down. Mm-hmm. People are investing mm-hmm. in your energy and money is simply an exchange of value. That's it. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So if, the, if people come to your page and I've been working with my mastermind clients on this a lot, like if you're not an, an embodiment of the results that your work creates or an embodiment of what your value pillars are or what your message is that you want people to experience, if they're not feeling that and sensing that instantly, there is going to be a disconnect and there'll be a disconnect in your sales as well. And the best way to magnify and expand in your business and in your marketing and your visibility is you becoming the embodiment of that. Mm -hmm. And I've seen you do that really, really powerfully more so than ever this year. What does that mean for you, the embodiment piece? You know, that's huge for me because again, like the, the limiting belief that you mentioned earlier is that, you know, if I'm doing well, then if other people aren't doing well and I'm doing well, then that's not right. And that's, that was a belief that I came from a lot. And I remember having this conversation with my friend and it was around, um, I think it was around May time. I had the most incredible month in the business. People were literally dropping into my DMs. I know we say the phrase very often, but it happens so very often now that I like saying it. Um, but you know, like people were just dropping into my DMs, asking to work with me doing all these things. And I hadn't really done anything different. I was still creating the content. I was still being visible. And my friend messaged me and she was like, Beck, what the fuck are you doing? Like, please tell me, what are you doing? And I said to her, I was like, honestly, I'm embodying what I am selling. That's it. That was all like, and I literally went, I'm doing nothing other then standing in the fact that I can help these people, that I have the information and that I have done it myself. And that was the biggest change for my business. And I've had 20K months since then, you know, every month mm-hmm. going forwards and it's growing. Mm-hmm. So it's just been powerful, really powerful. That is truly all that it is. That is truly what it is. And that's how your business also continues to expand because you continue to expand. So if you're consistently doing the work on yourself, if you're consistently up-leveling and expanding within yourself, oh my gosh, isn't it inevitable then that your business will expand with you because it is a reflection of you? Yeah. And I love the whole like embodying things. And I think sometimes this happened in the challenge, actually. I did a visibility challenge not long ago. It was the most epic challenge that I've ever done. The energy was just insane. And the, one of the first challenges I got them to do, to come online and tell me, um, their, their USP, their unique selling point. And loads of them in the challenge was like, I literally don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what my unique selling point is. I don't know what makes me stand out from the crowd. And I will tell you, it wasn't because they didn't know. It was because they didn't want to sound big headed. They didn't want to sound like. I was they didn't like we call it it's called tall poppy syndrome here in Australia um I I don't know what the equivalent is anywhere else but you know it's it's almost like we don't want to stand in that power um we don't want to stand the fact that our business is doing well in fact we like being a struggling coach (laughs) we like talking about being a struggling Mm -hmm. coach like that's very much where I was just you know seven months ago really and being able to just stand in that, like, and to be honest, even if you have never signed a client, it's you that chooses the energy that you stand in. You don't need to have 20, a hundred, one million thousand trillion dollar months, whatever it, whatever the bull part is at the moment. Um, like you don't need those months in order to stand as that power online. And it's about embodying it. And I, 
I used to say act as if, but I think it's be as if now you be as if it has already happened. And I know that was something we talked about a lot, you know, before. Um, what can you do that's going to make you feel that that is already happening? It's literally already done. It's already done. And for me to embody that, it just makes me so magnetic to people because they're like, well, if she's embodying it and she's doing it and it's working for her, then I want to know what she's doing. And that's what allows people to drop into my DMs. So yeah, that for me, that was huge, huge. Mm, Absolutely. And you're the embodiment of the results that you desire for your clients. Yeah. So are you living like that person? Are you embodying that person or are you showing up online saying one thing and doing and being another? Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's an energetic disconnect. And I can see that happening too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not sitting here being like, I am this like magnetic superstar Becky, like every single day of my life. Like I, and I say that online there, there are days where my, my inner critic Tracy takes over the show and I have to do the work and you know, <laughs> she's called Tracy guys. <laughs> um, but you know, like, and, but actually what happens is that I see when I'm in that space, a lot of my clients are in that space because energetically I feed them that energy. So if I have a bad week, nine times out of 10, my clients having a bad week as well. So I have to really be careful and really like look after myself and my energy because I know it has such an impact on the rest of my clients and my community. Um, and I think mm-hmm. if you've got a disconnect with saying one thing online, but never embracing it and never embodying it, which I was definitely doing, then there will be a disconnect and people won't buy because they can see it subconsciously. They can see it and feel it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the more, I love this like idea of you being like, I didn't do anything different other than embody the results, Mm. other than embody what I want them to feel, because that's truly what it is. So when it's like, yes, to being visible. And I want to talk, I would love you to share some of your tips and tools in doing that and and showing up in that visible way. But we have to kind of add, it's like, yes, 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 to taking the action. But when you go to take the action, I think it's really important. And it can just be a simple question that you ask yourself before you do it is, what do I want people to feel from this? Like that's genuinely what I ask myself because sometimes we can get caught in the doing of like, ah, I haven't shown up on stories. Got to show mm-hmm. up, going to do this, mm-hmm. pick up the phone. I'm not embodying anything. I don't really have a message. People are going to feel that, but at least I ticked it off my list. Yeah. No, exactly. I would yeah. rather that you didn't. I would rather I didn't, but like I actually showed up when I am showing up in an embodied way. So when I'm writing my posts and I'm writing my emails, when I'm writing my content, I'm like, what do I want them to feel from this? Yeah. I love that question. And that's a question I ask, you know, what do you want people to feel when you come onto your Instagram? And I think this is something that I really wanted to say with visibility, because there is a collective belief that you have to be extroverted to be visible. And I want to just blow that out of the water today because yes, okay, It is easy for me because I am extroverted. I have been a performer. I've got these things behind me, but it's because it's not because of that. It's because I know how I want to make people feel when they come onto my Instagram. If you're introverted and you want to make people feel safe, you want to make people feel Mm. comfortable, you want to make people feel calm. You don't have to be showing up being like, hello, everyone. Welcome back to today's stories. Like it doesn't have to be that way. You can show up in that calm, comfortable, huggy manner and your ideal clients will go, oh, I need to be in this gorgeous energy, like this calm, beautiful energy. Um, And it all comes from knowing how you want to make people feel. And quite frankly, I would actually go back and go, right, what do my clients feel with me? Um, and, and what does that look like? And then how can I bring how I am as a coach or how I am with my clients? How can I bring that online? Like, how can I do stories where I'm pausing and I'm calm? And, you know, if you are that sort of person, because your ideal clients will go, oh, I need to be in this beautiful, calm energy. 
just the same as my clients are like, hell yes, I need some of this sunshine, energetic, whatever pill she's taking right now when people come onto my Instagram. You know? So <laughs> I don't take pills. Um, but yeah, like it's, <laughs> I think that's to know that and to, um, again, I'm going to call you out to, to stop using the, the excuse and the story that you are introverted. You know, I have a lot of clients mm-hmm. who are introverted in my, you know, within my client catalog. Wow. That's weird to say. <laughs> <laughs> within my client catalog. Oh my um, and they are smashing it. They're absolutely smashing it. And, and they show up every day and they're introverted, they're empaths, you know, and I think sometimes we can mm-hmm. use those labels. We can use those, oh, I'm this human design or I'm type A and, or I'm, I'm this. And I'm like, no, just, just do what you want to do. Get on there. We don't need to have any sort of, you know, description and label. Just how do you want to make people feel? Can I make a massive confession? Go on. I have no idea what I am on the Enneagram. Neither do I. <laughs> like, I have no idea. Like, I genuinely, I, I, I don't really prescribe to those no, labels. No. I'm just yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it feels I agree. so good to get that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right because I do I do agree we can hide behind the labels of oh I'm extroverted or she's extroverted or I'm introverted so this is what the result is going to be and then we tell ourselves a story and the story creates the results that match the story. And I would rather that my clients and I'm sure you feel the same way embody the fullest version of who they are than try to be what they think somebody else wants them to be. So if you are more quiet or you are more in a grounded energy or you've got more of that, you know, cozy, calming vibe, be that, but be that fully. And if you do love being expansive and out there and bold like you do, you really freaking go for it. And it's amazing to be in that energy space. So go full out on who you are as an aligned individual. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think like coming back to it, because we feed off people's energy and very much so online, like you can feel someone's energy when you're watching the stories. You can feel, you know that, like I know we're looking through a computer screen or a phone screen or whatever you're viewing it on, but it still has a massive impact on, you don't have to physically be with someone in the room to feel their energy. Not one bit, I don't believe. Um, so how can you really start stepping into that today? And I know, like, I remember my friend being like, that is not the answer I wanted to hear. Like she was like, (laughs) I wanted strategy. I wanted to know what you were doing with your posts. (laughs) Like, and I know, you know, when you're like, I just embodied it and they're like, well, good for you, Beck. Like, cheers for that advice. Um, but like, it truly (laughs) was the thing that changed the game for me. And, you know, it, it changed the game for me and it changed the game for my business, which in turn changed the game for my life because the money that I've got coming in now is, you know, wow. You know, compared to what it was working with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's just such a big thing. And, and, you know, even this sounds really stupid and I know I never really look externally, um, for things anymore, but there are a couple of things that I do or that I wear that allows me to be that person. So like I've got these Ugg slippers that are like cute little um, crisscrossy, like they look a little bit like flip-flops, but they're Uggs. And anytime I'm wearing them, I'm like, I am a CEO boss lady, <laughs> like in these goddamn slippers. But it makes me stand in that energy, like the same as wearing a beautiful dress or, you know, whatever it is there is things that you can do to start embodying it. We don't want to force it, Mm. but you know, if you need a little bit of help, like what is the higher self you, how is she showing up online? You know, what is she doing? What is she thinking? What is she feeling? Do a mind map. That's what I do all the time with my higher self. And then I go, right, what out of that mind map can I bring in today? I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait till the next big thing. You know, what can I start embodying today? Mm, I love that. Okay. Yes. I have a pair of slippers too. It's so funny. Um, of course. <laughs> and I'm in my tracksuit right now, but it's pink. And that makes me feel high vibes. So it's like, yeah. it, it's just the energy attached to it, not the thing itself, you know? Not the actual thing, um, yeah. 
let's talk a tiny bit about strategy because I know mm-hmm. that we are, we love to talk about embodiment. We love to talk about the mindset and the, all the woo-woo. But I know that you also have some things that maybe listeners could start implementing to start mm-hmm. feeling that new energy and that new confidence. What would those be? Just give us a taste of some of those things. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's definitely, I and I tell everyone, you can be as visible till the cows come home. But if you are not knowing and understanding what your ideal clients need to hear, then you might as well not be visible. Um, you know, like I have clients that are like, I show up every day and I'm like, well, do you know, do you actually know who you're talking to? Do you know what they're going through right now? Mm -hmm. Do you know how they're feeling? Do you know what externally is happening for them? And I think sometimes within the whole niche down and know your ideal client, like I think a lot of people have got bored of hearing it. Um, I am definitely Mm -hmm. not bored because I know it's a big part of the strategy that I use. Um, because you need to create content. You need to be visible to people who go, holy shit, is she in my head? Like, is she lying next to me when I'm in bed, having my downward spiral of my mindset because she's literally saying it right now. And we have to create content that speaks to our clients, not speaks at our clients. And I did a bit of a polarizing story last week where I was like, stop doing five ways to X, Y, Z. Like, let's just can that now. No, I agree. I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you're speaking at your client. You are, um, you're sitting there thinking that this is what they want to hear. That's not what they want to hear. They're not there right now. They don't want to know five ways how to get confident. Okay. Maybe on a surface level they do. But actually what they do want to know is how they can feel good enough when they put clothes on. You know, it's, it's two different things. And I think really knowing and understanding your ideal client, it's something that I work with all my clients with. And, you know, I update my ideal client clarity Bible, which I genuinely yeah. call it my Bible. Um, my Bible. I, I update that all the time. And the reason why my content converts, and when I say content, like I mean stories, lives, posts, my podcast, whatever that is. It's because I speak, I speak to the things that they're going through right now. I speak to what they want, what they're saying inside their minds because I've done that research. Um, so for me, more than anything, if you haven't done target market research yet, if you haven't got your ideal clients on the phone, do it. Do it today, now, right now, after this podcast, because it's so imperative. Mm, absolutely. I was talking to my clients, my master, my ladies about this. It's like, Instead of your content, I was talking, I know, I was talking to my one-to-one client about this, who has a huge following, by the way, massive, but there's room to niche down even more in her marketing. Mm. And she has been sharing more of the how based on her niche, like the hows. This is how, this is how, this is how in her messaging. And I said, no, you want that. Your, your messaging, your marketing evokes the how within them. Mm. So they feel the feelings or they feel the embodiment or they feel the scene and they feel the herd. And then the question as a result of reading that, seeing that, hearing that, listen, is, okay, how? And you're yeah. the freaking how. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. How. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And that, that, that's what I did. Like, I was literally like the value queen. Like, let's just give every bit of information out there. And I was like, I don't get it. No one's signing. I'm giving them all this free stuff. Like, all they want is my free stuff. They never want to buy off me. And that was because, like, I wasn't making it known that they have a problem and that I am the goddamn one to help them with it. And I think being in that space, and this isn't me saying that you can never educate online because, you know, I, the, the system that I use to educate always comes from what they're struggling with. I'm not telling them the how, like I'm saying, Hey, like, I know that you go to go on stories every single Monday and you think this is the week, this is the week that I'm going to get visible. And the moment that you click on the stories, that panic sets in and you feel not good enough and you know that you're going to be judged and it makes you not go on stories. Hey, look, this is three things that you can do right now to be able to get on stories today. So I've connected Mm. with them in that first bit of my content that Mm. makes them go, holy crap, like that. That's what I do every Monday. Oh, this girl's got three things. Oh, if this is her free value, what the hell is it going to be like working with her? And in they come. Yeah. 
And notice that you're still leading from a place of value, whatever that means mm. for you. Like you're still leading yeah. from a big, expansive, valuable place. It's from an expansive energy. It's not from a restrictive, oh, I'm not going to say this because that means they won't buy. Not at all. Because I know you, no. I know that that's absolutely not where you're coming from. It's coming from a place of connection though. It's coming from yeah. a place of authenticity. So how can so I, you know, I hate the word house. So whenever I go to ask it, I like have a little inner panic attack, but I think it's applicable to, to this. How can the listeners go and start really digging deeper into what that is for their niche and for their service-based industry or even product-based as well? This is for all businesses. Yeah. Um, so literally the first thing I get my clients to do is target market research. And to be honest, if you're sitting here listening to this and you already have clients, your clients are your target market research, because if they are your clients, then other ideal clients are going to be feeling and working with the same things as them. I never disclose any names or anything that they've said, but I use a lot of my client words in my content because I know if it's a struggle for them, it's going to be a struggle for other people. So if you do have clients and you've got potentially you've had discovery calls or you have done target market research, make sure you are getting it physically word for word from what they've said. Don't put it into your own words. Don't put your beliefs and your map of the world on it. Physically take it from their language, from their thoughts and their feelings. And from there, make your content from there. Let that be your inspiration. Like I don't have content pillars because I don't need content pillars because everything I write my content from is what my clients are saying and going through or what my ideal clients are saying and going through. So get people on the phone, ask them questions. You know, what are you struggling with right now? What's the thing that's holding you back? What limiting beliefs do you think you have? Whatever that looks like. Um, you know, that is the thing that you need to do to start with. And then you can start obviously creating your content base and being visible from those things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And using the power of social media, because like there are people out there that maybe you have bought from who maybe you've invested a lot of money in, or you've bought a product or a service from them. Go and ask why that was. Go and look Mm -hmm. at the people that you resonate with yourself. That actually is really valuable for me because I can go and look at these really high level women and think, why do I resonate with that and not that one? What Mm -hmm. is she embodying that she's not embodying that maybe she's embodying for someone else, but it's not an embodiment of what I want. And I'm never, ever going to be the same as those people. I'm never, ever going to copy what they're doing in any way but I'm going to learn from how they're stepping into their embodiment and why their marketing or their messaging hits me so powerfully and ask myself, what do I need to create or own or experience or embody within myself to create that energy within mine as well? Yeah, I agree. There's nothing more powerful than modeling. Like I know I, it's an NLP technique that we use, but you know, modeling we've done since we were little, you know, when you, I used to, dress up as the Spice Girls and sing like Baby Spice. I was always Baby Spice. Um, But, you know, like I modeled her and I was exactly how she was and we've done it from a kid. So, you know, if there is someone online who you're like, holy crap, like I just love what they're doing or how they're being, don't, don't have a look at their work. Have a look at them, like them as people, like what are they Like, how are they doing it? Like, don't, you know, plagiarize and take all the things, but like, just go, you know, for me, like Marie Folio was a, was a huge, huge, um, hero of mine when I first started my business and I modeled her a lot. I modeled her and I modeled Brendan Bouchard a lot because I loved how they were online. So, you know, I don't know them. I mean, I would love to know them. I would love to go for coffee with them. Tony Robbins, anyone that you vibe with, like, go, what makes, what makes them be the person that they are? Like what makes them stand in that power? And, you know, if it is read their books, I think I listened to like every podcast that Marie Folio had been on. I went to her book tour. Like I immersed myself in her book and everything because she is very much of how I want to be. And and her business is very much of the business that I want to. So really kind of immersing in that and going, okay, this is what she's doing, or this is how she's thinking or feeling or whatever, because a lot of people share that. How can I then bring that into, you know, step into that myself? Absolutely. I've done modeling as well, totally with other people. I resonate with that so much. 
We have talked about and covered so much. It's been so valuable, even for me. Like, honestly, I've had downloads. Even when you were saying the thing about how the women were not talking about their USP, I'm literally imagining, oh, I know what my USP is. But then I had this whole thought about sharing it and then being judged by the other women. So as you were speaking that, I was literally imagining that as my truth. So you're having (laughs) crazy what we do, but we've got to call ourselves out on it and have powerful coaches who could call us out on it as well. Hell yes. So Hell with yes. that being said, Rebecca, where can people go and learn more about you and step into your energy field? Yeah, so I always live on Instagram. I'm at underscore Rebecca Hayden underscore. Hayden spelled H-A-Y-D-O-N because lots of people put the E in. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I live predominantly on Instagram. Um, I do have my own podcast as well called Arise the Podcast, which is a bit of a motivational one if you ever need a bit of a pick me up. Um, and if you are like thinking that about visibility, I do have Visibility Queen as well, which all the information is on my Instagram too. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your light and your wisdom with all of the listeners today. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.